Welcome to Journey Under 30, a roadmap drawn in discovery. I'm Colin Parker. And I'm Alex Taylor. And this is our podcast, all about us doing what we can do to be named in a future Forbes 30 Under 30. Alex. Yes. How are you on this fine week? I'm I'm doing okay. It's It's been a bit of a long work Sunday. How are you? I'm uh I'm actually doing pretty damn good. Um, I'm glad someone is. Jeez. Yeah. Well, I mean, look here's here's the thing, man. Look, it's gonna be in. Actually, by the time this comes out, accountability number one will be up. But uh, the fact of the matter is, is that I've been kind of going through some some pretty rough times. You know, um, yeah. like I said in the episode with Graham, right? Like I lost a grandparent. But also at the same time, the way life works, the way the universe works, right? Is yeah. that you have multiple things kind of all pile on at once. And so it's been one, one week, week since you looked at me, right? No, but it's been pretty, pretty rough, you know, and I'm not yeah. going to lie. Like, uh, there's definitely been some moments of like kind of faking it till I make it a little bit, you know, on like happiness and stuff like that. Yeah. But things just sort of clicked into place for me this week. Yeah. Um, I kindly, I, I kind of realized that like some of the issues that were happening were just things that like, if it didn't, uh, I don't know how, what, how to say it. But, I, you know, I mean, I don't mean to be vague, but essentially it just kind of came down to like, you know, I, I've put in so much time and effort on this situation, but like, I, I don't think it's necessarily worth, you know, yeah. dragging myself down and like beating myself up over things that I can't control. Yeah. Um, and so, you know, I just kind of like, I looked at Michael Palmer, right? Um, our good friend, Michael. Mm-hmm. Um, I was actually with him at the moment that I kind of had this change happen within me. And I just was like, you know what? I'm done with this situation. Yeah. And then I like, I actually felt like a physical change like within me. Yeah. And like, I just was like, you know what? I'm, I'm good. And for the first time since, you know, uh, December, I I can say that and mean it. Like I'm, I'm good. I'm great. Uh, I feel extremely positive about everything that's coming, uh, after this. Yeah. And you know, like basically your boy is back. Woo. Woo! Well, and you know, it's always as, as dumb as it sounds. It's always tough when things change. But like, I mean, I've gone through my like my share of like you know really terrible oh, yeah, things no, happening, and it's you, you find a new normal. You know, even if things don't fit back exactly as they did before, you find new ways to put things in place. So I yeah no, I totally agree with that. It's the idea of like you know life kind of fell apart, but then those pieces sort of came back together. Some pieces sort of fell under the table, but there were also, there were also new pieces all of a sudden, you know? So like the pieces are now kind of starting to form together to make a whole new puzzle. Um, Holly Chatfield Flanagan, I'm so sorry that I'm going to mention this, but in a way it's like a 3d puzzle, right? Um, and so it's fitting together into something new. Yes. (sighs) Why do we antagonize her so much? We don't mean to, uh, look, I I, I think we do actually. No, 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 definitely not. Like, I don't think we'd antagonize her. Ow, sorry, I definitely just smashed my knee into my desk. Um, but uh, yeah, no, I I don't think we antagonize her. This time, slightly was, but we love the Chatfield sisters here. Um, Holly, like what do I, you think? Are we antagonizing you? Okay, we Holly, can hear you. We, we can hear Holly, you. Holly, hang think? on, Holly, 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 Holly. Holly, this is your question for Shelly this coming week, right? You have you have to ask Shelly what Shelly thinks you think about us. There you that, go. That's kind of nar- narcissistic, I think. Maybe. Uh, who knows? 
It's the new normal. No, I'm kidding. All right. So what did <laughs> you work on? That's our next podcast. The new, the new normal. normal. Uh, uh, so, so what did you work on this week? So a few things I've been working on this week. So I recently found out that with the university that I work at, they have a um, they have access to lynda.com. Now, this is free advertising for lynda.com. It's like a lot of free online courses. You can get certified and it shows up on your LinkedIn like a nice little badge. And I was worried because I didn't know if like I could, if I was kind of allowed to access it. Because it said, like, well, this needs to be in service of the students and other stuff. But then I realized, mm-hmm. wait, well, no, I'm doing audio, so I could do the audio stuff and I, you know, explain it away. So I've been right now digging through the um the mixing engineer path. Mm-hmm. Just because well, something I'll get to in a second is one thing I like I've I've kind of discovered what my stretch goal is gonna be. So it's so something that I really want to look into is becoming an audio designer. So that I've been doing a lot of audio design, not with just like creating songs and music for the group, but also with like analyzing video game music, seeing where it goes, looking into like how to create music within the limitations of certain game systems. Mm-hmm. And it's something that I could honestly see myself doing. But now, but what I need to do right now is get certified and then see what kind of qualifications I need, which brings me to part two of Alex in review. Um, Another thing I've been doing is so on LinkedIn, they also have this thing where people post jobs. So I've been seeing a lot of job postings for, if you can guess it, audio designers and saying, okay, so what are the kind of things that they need people to know? What are some common threads? What are some things I can learn right now? Mm -hmm. So, yeah, finally, a little bit of direction. (laughs) Fantastic, dude. I love to hear that. I was just telling someone the other day about kind of like the dynamic of what our lives are within this podcast, right? Which is that like, I know where I want to go. Yeah. I just kind of have to find the path. Yeah. Um, but for you, it's been a lot of like trying to figure out where it is that you want to go. Right. Yeah. So we're like both, you know, we're both just like a slight stage apart from each other, but like by you figuring out what you want to do, that could potentially lead me to figure out some of my path and vice versa, you know? Yeah. So, uh, that is pretty cool. Thanks for the little shout out to lynda.com. Lynda.com is a proud sponsor of Journey Under 30. We wish. No, it's not, but we wish. Please so go us. out to go out to lynda.com and use promo code. Enter promo code here in editing. My All brother. Right. Oh my god, do not do not. God, you and audio like just Hey, you, you, dude, you've hell. been clipping the whole time on my end. I have been? Yes, ever since How you is were that like even possible. That's not right. Um, uh, we're not even. Well, never mind. Doesn't matter. Um, so yeah, yo. So things that we've been working on recently, things that we've been doing recently, right? Just as a kind of quick update for me, right? Not only have I kind of been going on this, you know, change in life and change in lifestyle, a you vision know? quest, um, some might call it. Sure. Um. Again, you know, accountability is up by now, um, and you should definitely check it out. I don't mean to kind of rehash ideas from there, but. You know, basically, I kind of redid my goals. I kind of just condensed them a little bit, made them a little bit more uh, digestible, I guess you could say. Yeah. Um, so I've been working pretty solidly through those things um, to sort of kind of summarize them. I'm trying to live healthier, both mentally, physically, yeah. um, trying to become more of an adult, you know, just like I, it's taken almost too long for me to um, find out how to be a true adult in the real world and to really, truly mature and everything like that. And I, you know, I'm not that does that fact is not lost on me but i think that i've been making a lot of really great changes over the last uh six months or so yeah um so i've been certainly growing um in that sense uh also kind of still getting like organized and being more professional for lack of a better term and that's probably not the best way of putting it but like um you know it's like the idea of um 
Uh, no, here, here's a better way to put it, right? Pursuing opportunities, right? Mm-hmm. So pursuing opportunities also like for jobs, but also for things like how to build on the network, but also making yeah. more connections, whether that's in the network or not, collaborating more with people just in the world, stuff like that. And then the last thing is positivity, um, because I used to be almost obnoxiously positive, mm-hmm. um, which I know that you know, um, but... I definitely over the last couple of months have kind of taken kind of a, I had you know again I was going through a rough time so yeah. I was a little bit more negative than I usually was so I've been working on trying to be back to my kind of not old self but like bring back some of those moments yeah um so you know I've been doing pretty good with those things you know using headspace every day um sort of hitting the gym three to four times a week I've already lost 10 pounds uh this year so far congrats awesome. um you know, I, I've started dressing to impress more, you know, so I got rid of all the old logo tees and Dickie shorts. Yeah. Um, I'm wearing more like business and business casual wear, being a little bit, you know, more grown up. Um, I've been doing this thing called complaint restraint, mm-hmm. um, which is, you know, uh, basically just, you know, looking for the more positive side on things. Mm-hmm. So instead of saying, oh, I have to record this podcast, which I would never say, you know, but like, it's like, oh, I get to record this podcast. Yeah. Right. So like it's more it's basically kind of putting it in a more positive spin. Definitely. Um, to make things sound better, I guess, for yourself. Yeah. Um, and then so real quick, before we get into the whole crux of everything, mm-hmm. um, I do sort of want to talk a little bit actually about that pursuing opportunities thing, mm-hmm. right? Yeah, go ahead. Um so first actually uh, let me backtrack that actually just a little bit more. The other cool thing is that I do have a job interview um, the day after we record this. Yeah, you're so right. I'm very yeah, excited awesome. about that. I mean, I have a couple interviews coming up, but like yeah. this is the first one of like my fir- like my first job interview for looking into jobs post college. So I think that's pretty pretty awesome, and I'm really excited about that. Um, yeah, to be getting out there and doing things that are more in line with what I want to be doing with my life. You know, definitely, yeah. Um, but something that we had talked about in the episode with Graham when he was here, right, was I talked about, you know, um, uh, God, what's the word for it? Like, basically, I guess, like asking for help, right? Yeah, like being, being able, being able, yeah, delegation and being able to ask for help when you need it. Um, and I kind of wanted to bring that up because there is something pretty big that's going to be going down soon. Um, I can't give out every detail just because not every single thing has been hammered out. Um, like there's actually a literal contract being written up about this sort of thing. Right. But basically by asking for help, I was given a pretty huge opportunity, um, not just for myself, but honestly for our network. Um, and I think it's going to end up being the, definitely the biggest advancement for us that we've had so far. Um, so, you know, I'm going to be talking about that, uh, a little bit more as time goes on. Yeah. Um, like with the details, but what I can say is essentially I was struggling with something. There was, um, just some stuff that just really wasn't in line with me as a person Mm -hmm. and in line with what my future goals are. And I sat down with, uh, you know, my favorite professor and I was just like, look, this, this one situation that I'm in, you know, here, it's just, it's not working out for me. You know, like this is, I'm feeling really shaky on this and, you know, I, I was trying to find a way to make it work, but I have some some reservations about it, you know, and I'm I'm concerned because I want to do well. You know, I want to thrive and yeah. I'm afraid that the situation that I'm in right now will not allow that. Mm-hmm. So he you know, was like, OK, well, um, you know, tell me what these these you know issues or these uh, concerns that you have are. Right. Yeah. So I sat down, you know, I, I kind of mapped some stuff out and I, then I said, but there are just so many projects that I would I think just would be 
that I think would just be better for me to be working on because they're better uses of my time and better uses of my skills. And like, they will just help me progress further, you know, Mm -hmm. and help me be ready for the real world. Yeah. And so he said, name a few. So I started listing projects and then he goes, I love all of those. Pick one. Yeah. And then by doing so, I we found one that actually benefits both me and the network and my school. Hmm. Um, and so we actually have a property that will be joining the network, uh, a podcast actually from the school, um, which is pretty cool. And then and, and basically they're handing over the keys to us even after I leave. Um, so this is kind of like a huge opportunity. And again, I'll give more details once we get to that point. But um, it's just that that's what I'm getting at. Right. It's like sometimes you just have to say what's up, um, because yeah. if you don't speak your mind, if you don't have open communication with people, things can fall off. Things can break down, whatever. You know, like I could have been miserable this entire semester if like in this one class, if I hadn't just said something. Yeah. Um, and so I'm I'm so excited. Like, again, like. My future has been very up in the air over the last couple of months. Like, like I said, things fell apart and now the pieces are falling back in together. But like, I, I'm very excited to see what this will end up being. Yeah. Um, You know, like uh, maybe to use a different analogy, it's almost like I was given a brand new connect the dots page. And when you look at those things originally, right, you have no idea what the hell this thing is going to be. Mm-hmm. Um. I mean, to a certain extent, it is really a roadmap drawn in discovery, right? You know, yeah. you start at point one, you start connecting stuff, and then all of a sudden you're like, oh my God, it's Mufasa, right? Or whatever. Yeah. But I, I just have some really cool things coming up, and I, I uh, God, I don't know. I just like, I'm getting so amped up about, you know, future jobs and about the network um, and about, you know, the things that you're working on, the things that Graham is working on. Yeah. Michael's got some really cool things that, you know, he's working towards and he's going to be going back to school um, or not back to school, but like he's going to finish his undergraduate degree in the fall. So there's just a lot of really great stuff going on this week. And I'm just really feeling, I'm just really feeling how good, good life is right now. You know what I mean? Yeah. Uh, joining us today is a very special guest. Um, we have Bill. I'm okay. Actually, before I actually get this started, I'm just gonna <laughs> double check. It is Hinderman, right? Got it. Or in one. Hinderman? Yep. Okay. I just want to make sure that you weren't gonna be like it's Hinderman, and I'd be like, damn it. <laughs> the, okay. The let me... world's worst superhero. <laughs> <laughs> I'm hindering um, everything. <laughs> yeah. So I'll try this one more time, just in sure. case. Here we go. Joining us today on this very special episode is our very special guest, Bill Hinderman. Hello. Hello. Yep. I, if if there's one thing you can say about me, it's very special. Yes, absolutely. <laughs> um, yes. So, <laughs> Bill, we've got you on today for a kind of a couple of reasons. Um, the first being uh, kind of the the first talking point that we'll get to in just a second, which is uh, shortwave. Um, but uh, shortwave is something that we, if if you guys have heard. Um, I think it was two episodes ago we talked about uh, switching over to shortwave. Um, and so before we actually talk about it, I was wondering if you could just kind of give the folks at home just kind of a quick background on yourself and um, kind of uh, just lead us into what shortwave is. Absolutely. Um, I'll, uh, I'll, I'll move backwards a little bit from it, actually. So uh, shortwave is a podcast hosting and analytics and syndication and content stitching and a bunch of other podcast related stuff platform um, that I built 
let's see, over the course of like June through call it late November, early December of uh, of 2017, and it kind of it spawned out of a uh, 2016 uh, resolution of starting a podcast myself that uh, mm-hmm. I did way too much of the work that like the prep work without actually getting to the plan of how I was going to actually make the thing. Mm-hmm. Um, so, uh, you know, figured out platform and guests and, uh, idea, and then looked at sort of what was available, um, in the hosting marketplace, looking at, um, you know, platforms that, that were online and they were either, um, like oddly expensive for what I didn't anticipate to be really like a financially, um, beneficial venture, more just like a hobby, mm-hmm. uh, and, and, and just like kind of a bummer user experience wise. So I, uh. I come from a um a UI design and uh engineering background uh and so instead of making a podcast I sort of just decided to build a platform um initially for myself uh, and it was really just going to be like it would do sort of the basic stuff that the, you know that the the table stakes of automatically creating the the RSS feed and some some base analytics around whether or not people were were listening were um we're downloading episodes, we're streaming them. Um, and then uh, probably, I don't know, late late May, early June, uh, I was sitting um, with a buddy of mine who's also uh, in, uh, in in engineering. Um, and we started to just talk about, this was right about when um, Apple had just announced that they were going to be uh, starting to, to to share analytics, which um, on podcasts, mm. which they just started doing. What is that like a month ago now? Um, yeah. This was they had just just announced that it was like the the Dev Summit um, in in summer 2017, uh, and just sort of talking about like what would be a differentiator for uh, for a podcasting platform. Mm-hmm. Um, and so what ke- what we came up with was um, right allowing dynamic content stitching for not just big businesses that have like entire ad platforms built into them, but being able to swap out content um, and transcode it sort of on a whim whenever you want. So that sort of became the um, the thing that th- that the platform was built around was being able to as uh, extensively as possible uh, build around clips versus entire episodes. Um, and so that 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 was sort of uh, I left uh, a startup at the end of the summer, um, moved to uh, a new job, and really in the uh, weekends and nights um, was going as hard as possible, uh, as evidenced by how little time I spent with my girlfriend and my friends and my family and everyone I know um, for <laughs> late fall um, into uh, into winter uh, of last year, and mm-hmm. and and so. Uh, all right, you guys run it. We've got uh, a handful of shows that are that are using it now, and um, at least so far, I think the the it's encouraging. Having recently left um, uh, a startup that sort of struggled to find uh, a good product market fit and a good uh, amount of of customers, it's it's encouraging to see people actually using something um, and giving feedback on it. So uh, I'll certainly thank you guys for being. <laughs> um, uh, active participants in, in in making the the whole darn thing uh, a lot better. Um, but so uh, previous. So to, hey, real quick, yeah, sorry, yeah, Bill. Yeah. Um, just a just a super quick question, and it's honestly just more so I can make a, a simple joke. Um, this um, startup that you were at, it does it wasn't um, Seth Prebatch's Santa Baby, was it? It was not. Okay, um, Colin. there you go. There's a little callback from like literally five episodes ago. Oh my God, Colin, really? <laughs> Sorry. All right, go ahead. Sorry, my bad. Actually, so no. I had a quick question yeah, for you. absolutely. So there's a word that you mentioned, content stitching. So what does that mm. mean? 
Sure. So uh, sort of the, the, the guts of the platform is this idea of, of audio transcoding. So what that mm-hmm. is, is, uh, right, it's whenever you're, you're uh, outputting, like, say, your, your entire episode from, from an Audacity, from GarageBand, from whatever tools you're using, yeah. it's taking whatever, uh, whatever audio um, your inputs are and stitching it together to be one, like, big clip that can be recognized by an audio player as being at the same bit rate and at the sa- mm-hmm. as the same... Um, like level of, of quality and being able to stream and download the same uh, same speed and same 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 quality mm-hmm. uh, and so this the stitching idea came out of um, right if you were to never join like a big network uh, that had people to like go back and make new versions of old episodes how would you mm-hmm. ever be able to stitch in say like you have an advertiser that um, two years down the road is a company that no longer exists or no, no longer supports uh, mm. a promo code or, or things like that. Being mm-hmm. able to take um, different pieces of content that makes up an episode. So building an episode of, right, your, your, your Lego blocks of uh, an intro, um, your, your first set of content, your, your mid-roll ads, your, your, your second set of content, your outro, um, your, your outro roll of ads, um, and being able to swap those in and just restitch, retranscode an entire episode, uh, mm-hmm. sort of invisibly to to listeners. And so it was it was bringing that whole like production company level of being able to swap out and monetize uh, an individual episode without having to have seven people on staff to actually do the darn thing and just mm-hmm. like automate right. as much of that as possible. Hmm. Wow. That's pretty cool. Yeah. So also, actually, you know, since we're talking about you know, the, the ideas of kind of what separates all these things or like this program rather from others. Um, you were talking about like kind of how you got started on that idea. Um, and so I, I have one quick question, uh, about that aspect of it. And that's, um, you know, we're all three of us a part of the, you know, my brother, my brother and me, um, fan base. Um, and so I don't know who you're talking about. Yeah. Oh, yeah. So I'm so sorry. Um, no, but, you know, last year, 2017, you know, when you said you were trying to like, originally it was about to start a podcast and then it became starting this. Was this all just sort of for your own or was this part of your 20 serpentine zag on them, you know, lifestyle? Yeah, no, I used the uh, the phrase um, resolution. It was absolutely my zag was originally to start the podcast. And and once again, it was sort of as soon as I saw the um, the environment of, of platforms of like what was uh, available to people in this industry and where the industry sort of sat on the um, software side, I just sort of felt like I was in a, a good and unique spot to make a difference and do something uh, building, building this platform instead of just building a show, knowing that if I built this thing for myself, I could then also move into making the show and do it in a platform that if I thought something was missing, I'd be able to just fix it myself. Mm-hmm. Cool. That's yeah. yeah. I love that. I love everyone's <laughs> zags, but I, I love that the, the idea of like a zag just kind of took on its own, uh, like it just kind of evolved and that's, it I definitely, think that's yeah, awesome. it had a, it took a big shift, uh, pretty early into the year. Uh, and then a second one when it moved from just like making something basic for myself, but into something that could like actually be a viable company. Um, yeah. and I'll say that at the additionally, so, um, around that same time period, that June time period where we sort of, uh, honed in on the idea and at the same time, uh, Apple was talking about how they were going to be updating the, the the podcast spec and also their analytics. Was also about the same time that um, Travis McElroy uh, was was starting to make the announcements for PodCon happening at all. So 
Uh, that was also a great forcing function to say like, hey, this is a, 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 a spare time project uh, that you'll never get done if you don't have an actual deadline. Yeah. So additionally, having like PodCon as the, this is the drop dead date that I need to have something in market and have people be able to, to look at this or else I'm going to look like a real doofus with an ad for some 404 website. Yeah. <laughs> uh, so it was also, I mean, it was, it, it was a great way to like, um, if there's one thing that I can like give advice for these projects that don't fit into like the nine to five, it's have something even, you know, if it's telling someone to hold you accountable, but uh, spending money on something that will force you to hit a de- hit a deadline is a real great, great way to make sure that you're going to hit that deadline. Oh yeah. Right. Right. <laughs> so w- was that the, um, the actual launch date was PodCon or did it launch a little bit before? So it launched a little before. Yeah. Cause I didn't want, obviously like as soon as right. this is, uh, in, that makes in sense. people's, uh, mind, um, it's like, whoops, we forgot to turn something on or like there was some like core <laughs> piece of functionality. So, yeah. <laughs> uh, yeah. it was, uh, probably mid November that, uh, people were able to use it and I was able to, to sort of work out a few kinks, um, before, Ooh, before releasing it. Right. Yeah. A <laughs> couple of NC-17 podcasts were on it uh, until, yeah. until podcast. <laughs> I could see that being an issue. <laughs> right. <laughs> um, so then from the time of June slash July, yeah. like when you kind of made this conscious decision to, to switch, right, switch gears a little bit, yeah. what was like that path and journey like between... that moment of realization and the launch because you know obviously we're not engineers so we don't really know kind of what goes into that so it'd be interesting to kind of see what what sort of things had to be done i guess sure uh so again i think the initial um idea for just making one that looked making a a platform that looked nicer than what was in the the marketplace um early last year was uh, good initial research into like, okay, so a podcast is an RSS feed that has these certain tags that work in iTunes and these ones that sometimes also work in Stitcher and also the audio always has to be an MP3 and you have to like recognize uh, and display the bitrate and how big the file is and if it's streamable. Um, so a lot of the the initial work was strictly on the tech side. Um but so having worked in this this industry for for a number of years now, it was nice uh, having having a really good guideline of like there is a right answer for does your podcast work right? Like an RSS feed has to work a certain way to just make it onto iTunes. Mm-hmm. So um, that was the the initial um, sort of call it research period, call it um, just discovery phase of like before deciding exactly how this thing should look, should work, should function, should be uh, enjoyable or at least uh, not a big bummer to use. Uh, it's just <laughs> what what's the bare minimum that needs to be like the database model and the structure for controllers to just get uh, a platform that can make a show, make episodes, take in clips, spit out one audio file. Um, mm. And so that was right. That was that was the start, and that certainly shifted as like, well, can I wedge in analytics? Can I wedge in like being able to uh, split in multiple episodes at the same or multiple clips at the same time, things like that? But mm-hmm. that was sort of the core. And then from there, it. Uh, right, I come from a, a UI engineering and UI design background, mm. um, and had only in the past, call it a year and a half, two years, 
uh, moved more into a like a full stack, meaning like from database up through UI. Um, engineering uh, sort of role. I was a CTO at a, um, a startup previously and I had worked a lot in uh, like experimentation and UI um, analytics previous to that. So um, being able to sort of start from, well, how would I want to use this thing? But then at the same time, being able to um, to modify the like the backing uh, database structure um, and how like how small and how efficient uh, the model to back a show could be mm-hmm. was was really fascinating. So like being able to uh, right, I'm 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 bootstrapping this thing. So like being able to say I don't want to spend more than seven dollars a month keeping a database alive um, while I'm just hacking on this thing all summer was a good like limit for myself um, to. To, to keep this thing efficient, to keep this thing ultimately uh, something that like will remain fast, will remain um, responsive for um, for you know people like you guys using the platform um, yeah. when it was live. So uh, right, starting with with just the the base level of does this thing work, then moving to how do I make this efficiently um, while while I'm still the only one using it, then sort of moving into what what was the the missing uh, call it atmosphere within the marketplace so um mm-hmm. i'm not gonna i'm certainly not gonna like name any other platforms um to just take a big dump on them because yeah. <laughs> right like they all here's, here's they the all place do to a, do it <laughs> right yeah. they all do a pretty good job and they've done it for a really long time but i think what i saw was missing was that they've done it for a really long time uh and so like being able to sort of um nail down that uh i i hate to just call it marketing um, but nail down just the the voice, the the um, the feel of the product, um, and taking a lot of uh, guidance. Call it uh, call it ripoff uh, of of, <laughs> yeah. of of Slack, of um, of Sketch, of even Discord. Like things that now in my day to day like nine to five are things that I'm pretty okay um, logging into and regularly notice something that I like a lot about. Not just am totally oblivious to. So like I think Slack does a terrific job of. Um, when you log in, it says like a nice, friendly hello. Yeah. Um, mm-hmm. So that was uh, it was probably early fall that I I, I got involved with uh, an illustrator that I worked with um, years and years ago at a job uh, at uh, Orbitz actually, um, which was a travel company that's owned by Expedia, uh, and, hmm. and and got her involved in uh, I I can't draw to save my life. I had like this this vague idea of what the color scheme should be. Um, and you know, asked her to to take a stab, and she did a tremendous job. I'm really happy with uh, that's. It's sort of the the um the series of illustrations that are on the the main site before you log into the app. Uh, that www.goshortwave.com. Plugging that. <laughs> hey, I'm there <laughs> um, right now. <laughs> that literally, it uh, I I wanted to get into that as quickly as possible before yeah. putting like a layer of polish on the actual app. So while while those things were being drawn. At the same time, I was still sort of figuring out what the what the form flows would be, what the like big lists of clips and episodes would look like, and being able to sort of uh, interweave how the the marketing design was coming into play while um, sort of making that that coalesce with what the actual guts of the app, the thing that people would actually be spending time with, um, was just it's it was not a way I had worked on a project like this before, and it was something I just sort of wanted to test. Uh, since there were no like consequences of literally anyone else working on it yet or or, yeah. or or even looking at it yet. So it was a great way to then experiment with sort of how um 
right, how to build a software company uh, before having anyone else involved uh, that wasn't me or good friends or someone I definitely wanted to like have a a, a big part in um, in the visual design. Yeah, and post that wow. was just <laughs> hacking on bugs. <laughs> Mic drop. <laughs> Yeah. yeah, pretty much. <laughs> well, thank you so much for joining us. No, I'm kidding. Um, so <laughs> it's like, man, yeah, that's that's uh, that's pretty dope. Um, Actually, question for you. So how yeah, did you know yeah. that my nickname was, uh, shoot, it, I, I click on, the, I set up for a joke and then I lose the joke, uh, Guglielmo <laughs> Marconi. Oh, yeah. Um, so I, <laughs> here's what I do is um, there's this thing in the internet that you can go into the future Mm-hmm. And read what everybody's going to do with everything forever. Um, and so that only shows up for you. It's a cool really? trick that I can do. Yeah. Oh, huh. no, that that's was, amazing. Uh, that's uh, like one of the inventors of shortwave radio. Uh, I needed oh, okay. something to be that's for, for, for context. This is the name that shows up when you're uh, starting an account on shortwave. And yeah. it's uh, I went to Wikipedia and saw the first name. <laughs> Man, that's interesting that you just like minority reported him. Yeah, um, <laughs> usually like, news about to commit a murder, then arrested me on the spot. That's amazing. Yep, I did that too. Yeah. <laughs> Actually, broadcasting from jail. Uh, so one thing that we've, as Colin and I have like talked about different people that have made it to the Forbes thirty under thirty list. A couple things that we've noticed is that people have found either found ways to make a niche, or they found ways to kind of, they've found a response to just answers to a question that weren't really satisfactory to them. And what I find interesting is this: this is this kind of falls like with shortwave and like other things that like you've mentioned kind of fall in the same pattern of like everything else that we've seen that have led people to get onto the 30 under 30. So finding that hole in the market. Absolutely. Yeah. Whether that's just kind of like basic marketing or, you know, what have you, but it's still or stealing. No, I'm kidding. Or stealing. (laughs) Yeah. Theft. Well, it's Um, not stealing. If you hide your references, (laughs) fun fact, this is actually a, uh, deposition. You're going to jail. You're going to podcast prison. Yeah. Sorry. I did the crimes. You guys podcast Um, crimes are eternal. (laughs) No, to, to, to that point, I think, um, right. It's, it's, it's important to whether or not you're like on purpose, finding a niche to exploit or, or, or or on purpose finding like this one, um, hole in the market. Mm -hmm. Uh, I think, Products or, or at least like projects that whenever I'm reading, uh, right, like case studies on them that I always gravitate towards is somebody made a thing for themselves and then accidentally realized that there was a market for it. Yeah. So that's yeah. that was like sort of as I was right as I was starting this project, I had no plan to use it for anything other than the podcast that I might make at some point, like everybody's idea, having that podcast they might make at some point. Um, <laughs> and it was just sort of a like it was uh happenstance that uh buddy and mine i will say it w- it was happenstance and quite a few cocktails that gave <laughs> us like the <laughs> the idea to go buy an ad um at podcon and start to register the business um and were i uh was it not like three in the morning i don't know if i would have done that i don't know if this actually would have like panned out so um it, it it's i would always have more fun building building a project building a business around it that came out of something that i just made for myself for fun mm-hmm. mm. so okay hang on wait so then does that mean that you bought the ad space before you actually had something yes absolutely that's what happened man dude talk <laughs> about a zag god damn this just gets better and better 
Yeah, no, that was so, again, that was probably June that I bought that. And then uh, it was basically the forcing function to tell myself like, hey, you better get this thing done or you blew some money that you're going to look like a real jag uh, having some (laughs) ad for for, like a website that does nothing. Talk about a deadline. Jeez. (laughs) Yeah, no, exactly. (laughs) Wow. Damn, dude. That's so wild. (laughs) He's acting all over us. God. (laughs) Um, So. You know, not to then kind of take a step away from shortwave. No, no, no. Um, but while doing things like Facebook stalking and stuff, just to kind of make sure that I knew that we had some 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 good questions, um, I saw that. So I so straighten you, my hair every day, and then I dye it like once every six weeks. Is that? Oh, yes. Yeah. How did you know my next question was going to yeah. be about hair Again, care? It's the Minority Report thing. <laughs> Yeah. Oh, okay. I see. Um, I'm going to jail. No. Okay. So uh, we're all going to prison. So you know, I saw that. You know, obviously, you're the you know one of the founders or the founder, I guess, of um, Shortwave. But it also said on your like Facebook profile that you were like one of the founders of Turner Broadcasting. Mm-hmm. Um, that was just and, that's mostly a goof. Oh, uh, is it? <laughs> that would be Ted Turner, um, the man who made CNN. Oh, <laughs> right. So technically, okay. Bill, you made CNN. Right. Yeah. No, I've had that. Um, that was, I think, a like a LinkedIn goof for a long time. I had like Vandalay Industries and Turner Broadcasting um, and a bunch of other you know businesses that I had nothing. To, I think I was the 16th president of the United States at one point. Um, just to see if like, uh, look, this is people would notice it. Right. I don't know if how it is in, in a bunch of different industries, but like engineering, there's a lot of just people spamming, Hey, do you want to come work for this company in whatever suburb of whatever town you're anywhere near all the Mm -hmm. time. Mm -hmm. And so just like catching those people in, Hey, we saw you did this job that they copy and pasted and didn't bother looking at. (laughs) Uh, it was sort of just a honeypot for that. That's so good. (laughs) That's awesome. Uh, and see, you caught me in it. <laughs> Damn. Oh God. Man, Bill. Um no, but that's that's um I can sort of wedge that into uh just sort of the coalescence of like a couple different jobs um I've had that sort of turned into the shortwave thing is uh in college. Yeah, you've engineered I, uh, at a lot of places, I noticed. Yeah, yeah, no, I that's so that was I mean that was my, my major was computer science, but right. I uh as as part of wanting to get as far away from like the computer science niche in college as possible. Cause like, mm-hmm. look, playing Starcraft is fun, but not all day, every day. Uh, I, uh, I worked at a radio station. Um, mm. and so I was on air for, uh, three years and I was, uh, assistant program director for one and some change. Uh, and that was like, it was without a doubt, the formative experience of my college career. Like, Yes, I got a good education at my school, but then also, like, being able to not only be on air at a commercial radio station that, like, was consistently struggling to make money and we had to find a way to keep financially viable, but then also for a year of that, being able to, like, manage a staff, manage and hire and fire and train a staff of, I mean, basically all broadcasting interns that were on air was an unbelievably formative and important and, um educational experience yeah. uh, even more so than like getting handed a sheet of paper that said i can write things on a computer um <laughs> yeah and like that's th- that right that combined with the the love that came out of that because that was just like a 40 dollars every two weeks job to just buy some beer uh, <laughs> combined with like the right the, the the 
engineering jobs I've had, again, was sort of the, um, right, going back to the just wanting to make something for yourself uh, has absolutely turned into uh, what this what this project is now. Man. Hmm. Yeah. Badass. Man. Oh, um, shucks. Yeah. <laughs> so um, before we kind of go to the next uh, portion, I guess you could say, of the podcast, we usually do kind of like an ad break um, sort of here in the middle. Uh, and I was thinking maybe I know that we've obviously talked about shortwave and stuff like that, but I wanted to know if you wanted to do basically your pitch for shortwave. Um, and that would just basically be our our high mom portion of, of this week. <laughs> yeah, that sounds terrific. Hey, this is Bill, the guest on today's episode. I, uh, I wanted to take a moment to talk about the thing I made, Shortwave. Shortwave is a podcast hosting, syndication, analytics, and dynamic content stitching platform built on the belief that professional-level podcasting tools should be available to everyone, not just professionals. Uh, so maybe you have your own podcast, or maybe you've thought about starting one, and if you have, you know that a lot of the tools are old and clunky and haven't really evolved with the industry, or, or if they have, they're so expensive that they only cater to professional broadcast companies. At Shortwave, I believe that the future of the podcasting industry depends upon empowering creative individuals, and with that in mind, I built it to be the best place to start your podcast, grow your audience, and monetize your entire catalog of episodes. Uh, you can go to www.goshortwave.com to start your free 14-day trial of hosting on Shortwave right now, which includes uh, guided show and episode creation to ensure your show's RSS is podcatcher-ready, uh, unlimited upload and download bandwidth, one-click import from any other hosting platform, show and episode-level listener analytics, and two free hours of dynamic content stitching that helps you build your episodes from multiple clips all in the browser. Once again, you can go to www.goshortwave.com for a free 14-day trial of Shortwave. Shortwave, the platform for adaptive podcasting. All right. Hey, Woo! thanks. <laughs> Round of applause. No. All right. So, um, well, thank you very much, Bill, for yeah, thanks. for doing that. I know I put you on the spot of no, 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 that, but. Um, I think it's just better than if, you know, we had done it. So yeah. I think it's always great to hear from the, the person who, <laughs> the person Did who the does thing. the darn thing, you know? Yeah. Uh, so let's get into, um, kind of the, 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 the meat of what makes our show, uh, or our, our weekly show, I guess you could say. And that is, uh, presentations of, uh, former 30 under 30s. Um, so Bill, I understand that you've done a little bit of research on a 30 under 30 that you admire or that you like. Um, so, um, whenever you're ready, take it away. Yeah. So I want to talk about, uh, R. David Edelman, um, which is a super waspy name for a <laughs> young person who's done a surprisingly cool thing. Hmm. Uh, so he was a, uh, a 2015 winner, uh, in law and policy, uh, he was 29 at the time. That makes him, what, 32-ish now, maybe 31 still. It's cutting it close. Um, yeah, yeah. <laughs> um, but so actually the, the the coolest thing is that what I think moved him into uh, uh, the running for this list actually happened five years before in 2010. We'll get to that in a second. Um, 
But so in 2015, when he won, uh, he was the senior advisor for internet innovation and privacy for the Obama White House. Mm. Um, and so some highlights from like the Forbes list were that he led p- government policy on the digital economy, uh, on broadband uh, competition and access, on net neutrality, on high tech uh, intellectual property, um, and like even just like governments of the physical infrastructure of the internet and like the logical layer of like how do people connect and the content layer of like what is allowed to um like via like ICANN rules just exist online um like it figure that's not just your first job in the in the white house uh, and so this is what's really interesting to me is that he actually in 2010 so when he was what 24 maybe 25 mm-hmm. um was the youngest director to ever serve at the National Security Council. Oh, um, wow. Yeah. So he was on the Cybersecurity and Foreign Policy uh, Council. Um, previous to that, he led U.S. diplomatic strategy for cyber issues, um, led negotiations on internet issues for the U.N. Like, he's done some real cool stuff on, like, how everyone is allowed to even get near the internet. Um, and especially now, like, as, uh, right, as net neutrality, uh, is continuing to become an issue again. Yeah. Um, I'll get to in, in a moment. He he actually uh, developed like the red phone to de-escalate cyber crises with Russia. Like wow. the work that he did during the uh, Obama administration is still super relevant right now. Um, so fast forwarding to like where, where he's ended up, he's uh, at MIT's uh, Internet Policy Research Initiative. Um, also works with their information science school, also works with their artificial intelligence initiative. So, like, this has become, uh, I think, a really interesting spot, uh, or at least a really uh, newsworthy spot right now, in that, like, what he's talking about is the ability for um, fabricated news uh, to, like, overtake actual real news and how artificial intelligence will be able to... um, more quickly and more uh, convincingly spit out just completely false uh, information and how like that doesn't only damage uh, damage people's psyches and like being able to trust things that are provably fake, but it damages trust in all news as a whole. Um, and so that's like he is not just rested on his laurels and like worked in the government for a while got a 30 under 30 and now just like opened some consulting firm to bank off that forever. Like he's working in public policy and in um, MIT's research lab to still advance these causes that are incredibly important. Hmm. Wow. Yeah. And also he's an internet boy. So I had to talk about that because that's what I do. <laughs> he's an internet boy. Like in, yeah. um, Oh, sorry. Wow. I somehow my head did not make the connection there. Like literally of everything you just said and then internet boy, I was like, oh, what's he do on the internet? <laughs> Duh. Makes it. God damn it. Yeah. <laughs> uh, yeah so like, he is the internet. And I'm yeah, like, oh, no, exactly. Be- oops. 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 All internet. And so like some of the, <laughs> some of the, um, if you go to the, like the archive of the uh, Obama administration's, um, White House website, like some of the things that he's credited on are uh, an article called Unlocking the Promise of Broadband for All Americans, or Training a Workforce for Today's and Tomorrow's Jobs, or uh, United Behind the Free Flow of Information. So like just, just things that these are figure a couple year old articles that have 
not only stayed relevant, but probably grown in relevance um, mm-hmm. in the past few years. So just, it's what I'm so, two things that I'm very impressed by. Number one, that in 2010, he was doing this stuff. Um, but number two, that it's so incredibly obvious that that he's not taken this as like a time to take a break. Yeah. But has, I think, used the platform, used the, uh, uh, call it the connections made um mm-hmm. during this job and, and 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 doing the things that were able to get him on the the Forbes list um and capitalizing on them to to still continue to work for um a freer more uh more more open internet wow yeah wow um all right so then this is also um the portion in which uh we usually kind of talk about what we learned Right. You know, um, if you're a South Park fan, usually this is where they're like, you know, today I learned something. And then yeah. they go on and on and on. And then Stan throws up because Wendy walks in or something, you know, some of that, you know, some of that high quality South Park humor. You got to get that South Park humor. All right. No. Um, so are you guys quoting Borat by saying that? No, no, no. I was quoting. Uh, I was quoting <laughs> one Griffin. You're 30 under 30. Colin, yeah. I have a request for when you edit this. Can you like base boost it by like 20 dB when you say it like the last time? Like that South Park humor? Sure, yeah, I can okay, do that. Okay, cool. <laughs> you gotta get that South Park humor. Let's talk kind of like a little bit about what we learned. Like, you know, what are some of the things that, um, I mean, I guess not just from um, from Bill's presentation, but also about kind of like what he does, you know? Yeah. Um, and talk about, you know, what are some of the things that we can apply to our careers or what are at least some kind of key takeaways? Yeah. I think Bill is great. He's very handsome. He's, he's not too tall. He's he's the, he is the the smartest man in it. Well, I guess, is this really a room? Because I guess it's kind of like the smartest man on room. this podcast right now. Smartest for sure. man on this podcast right now. Hmm. What have I learned? Really? Just the- put your lips together and blow. That no. God, that absolutely has to be edited out. That is auditory nightmare town. I'm going to sample that and make a song out of it. What I learned this week is you don't just blow directly into your microphone. What I learned is that you do. Um, well, okay, now that we've kind of goofed around a bit, I guess, you know, something that I do think is relevant, right, that, and I, you know, I don't want to always be like someone who repeats things, right, um, week to week, but I think it's something that kind of bears repeating, right, is that something that we've kind of learned is people who are, um, what's the the right term for it i guess like people who kind of have their hands in mul- their eggs in multiple baskets mm-hmm. people who are, who can kind of diversify what it is that they do um because like you know using bill for example right like obviously you've done engineering on multiple different sites um and like maybe they are all engineering but like they're not all the same type i think for lack of a better term cuz i think that you know doing something for it was uh, expedia i think right yeah. So doing like creating some sort of like user interface on um, on Expedia and working with travel is certainly a horse of a different color than a podcasting uh, RSS feed hosting website. You know, what I mean, like those are two totally I, f- I mean, I could be wrong, but to me, they those feel like very drastically different experiences. And I think to a certain extent, they draw in different crowds. There might be a little bit of um uh, of crossover there, but it's certainly, you know, not, I would say probably wildly huge. So I think it's definitely 
knowing two totally different markets and being able to uh, to appeal to both of them. Um, so going back to um, R. David Edelman, yeah. right? Um, I think there was some really interesting stuff in there because you know we definitely I think tend to talk about people that we specifically I think. Um, not necessarily identify with, you know what I mean, more, but like it's definitely people who are in topics that I think we have a little bit more experience in. Mm-hmm. Um, and so bringing in like law and policy and stuff like that was was kind of a, a zag in itself. And I think that was interesting because obviously law and um, policy is something that we talk about all the time off air and it's something that affects every single one of us. Mm-hmm. But it's cool seeing that the... Um, you know, like uh, this is, I mean, this is actually more of an observation, but the idea of that, you know, red phone situation, you know what I mean? I, like you always think that that's kind of like a goof em up in a movie, but he actually created like something like that. It may not necessarily be an actual real red phone, but it's, you know what I mean? It's, it's something that it, it incites that, that emotion. Yeah. Right. Um, right. But it's also cool because, you know, I think that he definitely is someone who, I mean, it's it's passion, I think, is just another thing that we talk about a lot on this um, podcast. Um, mm-hmm. I think if you don't have passion for what you do or if you don't have, you know, clear goals and um, and whatnot, you know, like you're not going to to find that success because without a end point. Right. There's nowhere to aim. Um, and so it's interesting that then, you know, someone such as uh our David Edelman gets to that space, but then doesn't necessarily stop. So, you know, getting into a position at the white house, mm-hmm. right. Um, doing things like then, you know, pursuing all these different initiatives that he, that he did, um, while there, um, you know, like the connected program, um, for technology in schools and stuff like that. Um, and then also, you know, all the articles that you're talking about that are still relevant even to this day. Yeah. Um, you know, it's just something that having that passion and being able to then once you get there, you know, you you walk the walk as well as talking the talk, mm-hmm. you know, and I think that's a this is a kind of a really, really great example of that. No, I completely agree. And I think, um, right, that again, the most inspiring part of it for me was simply that after uh, getting this this commendation, like has not paused for a second mm-hmm. it seems like right right um and actually i just I, I won't lie i just looked him up real quick just to uh make sure i remembered everything that was said i di- didn't realize that he was um on the museum board of trustees that's just kind yeah, of really yes. huh. yeah that's just like a little side side note there but that's pretty cool all right uh, i think that's a pretty good spot to leave it at for this week um what do you guys think yeah sounds good so, please be sure to check out our other shows here on the Scavengers Network, such as Culture Shock, our news, reviews, and interviews video series about the arts world. Or if you're looking for more podcasts, try out other great shows on the networks like The Bad Pen Pal. Ooh, yeah, that one's brand new, and mm-hmm. I love it. I mean, I'm I mean, sure that's you a do. little biased. Uh-huh. I'm on it. All right, but you can find the video series and others um, on our YouTube channel. Uh, which is also the Scavengers Network, or you can find our podcast wherever you choose to listen to them, whatever podcasting app you use. Um, and if you want to find me, you'll find me on Twitter or Instagram at Colin M. Parker. Um, and Bill, where can people find you if they want to find you? 
Uh, you can find me on Twitter or Instagram at Bill Hinderman, H-I-N-D-E-R-M-A-N. Uh, and you can find Shortwave at www.goshortwave.com. You can also Fantastic. find more about him at BillHinderman.com. Do you That's have a website? True. Yes, he does. It's a I real, real over-the-top picture of myself that makes me look like an asshole. Actually, I think it looks pretty cool. <laughs> you got like, the, got like the martini glass there, wearing the, the striped socks. It's cool. <laughs> You know, it's loading, it's loading. <laughs> That's a great picture. <laughs> and if for some oh, reason awesome. you wanted to find me on Twitter, you could find me my, myself on Twitter at a tale zero or French at music. And you could find both of us at the scavengers net. Um, so let's see this episode, right, is coming out on the 20. Nope, 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 nope. It's coming out on the 13th. I'm so sorry. Um, our next episode is coming out on the 27th so be sure to keep an ear to the ground out for that episode and we might have a little something special in between then just just Uh-oh. a little bonus Uh-oh. you'll well, we'll 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 leave it at that you know just kind of keep your ear to the ground on oh i don't know let's say february 21st Uh oh so anyway uh from all of us here at the scavengers network thank you so much <laughs> for joining us here on journey under 30 uh once again i'm colin parker I'm Alex Taylor. And I was here too. (laughs) All right. I'll see you guys on the Forbes listings. And I need a new outro.